Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. That draws us to There's nobody, nobody like Jesus. No, no, not one. No, no, not one. Nobody can heal our soul's diseases. No, no, not one. No, no, not one. There's nobody. Nobody like Jesus, no, nobody, nobody like him, nobody can heal now a soul's diseases, nobody, nobody, there's nobody. Nobody like Jesus, no, no, not one, no, no, not one, nobody can heal our soul's diseases, no, no, not one, no, no, not one, nobody Heal all our souls' diseases. No, not one. No, not one. Oh, my Jesus. No, not one. No, 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 not one. There's no No, no, not one. No, 
Into the sea 
forgetfulness You placed all of my sin I'm the one who keeps reminding you Over and over again Into the sea of forgetfulness As far as this from the west Seventeen times seven You've forgiven me Placing my sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Oh, 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 you welcome me with open arms of mercy, and in spite of all that I've done, you still keep loving me. And you erase all of my past forever My debts have all been paid And they have all been washed away Into the sea of forgetfulness You placed a love by sin I'm the one who keeps reminding you Over and over again Forgetfulness as far as these from the West, seventeen times seven, you've forgiven me, and you keep fencing me, blessing my sin into the sea of forgetfulness. It's your unfailing love that covers me in all my multitude of sin. It's your steadfast love that keeps reminding me I'm forgiven. Into the sea of forgetfulness, you placed all my sin. And I'm the one who keeps reminding you over and over and over again into the sea of forgetfulness. Placing my sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Oh, oh, oh. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have in your presence tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, tonight for few minutes, 
we are privileged to enjoy the word of God. Exodus 33. Verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. Are you with me? And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Now, in the oil, you have different spices. And you see in the ministry of two famous men, the ministry of Moses and the ministry of Joshua, you see two different things. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So, when you are a prophet, God can speak to you face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Would you like that? Amazing. But his servant Joshua, you find out in his ministry, in Joshua's ministry, Joshua did not have such experiences. Joshua did not have God speaking to him face to face like a man speaks to his friend. All right? Now they were both anointed. The Bible says the Lord was with Joshua just as he was with Moses. So the fact that God is with you does not mean he has to operate in the same way that he operates with someone else. And if you are going to be looking for God to be Identical in the way he relates with you, you you can easily miss him. So, in the case of Joshua, God anointed him to fight. So he was fighting most of his life and winning. Now, verse twelve. Moses said unto the Lord. See thou says unto me, bring me this people. Thou hast not let me know whom thou will send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. Thou hast also found grace in my sight. Verse 13. Now therefore I pray thee, If I have found grace in thy sight, 
show me now thy way that I may know thee that I may I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people now God is saying uh, Moses was saying to the Lord show me your way that I may know thee you find out that until you really know a person's ways a person's house how things are done you don't really know the person do you understand for instance there are people who think they know me a lot of people but until you know my ways you 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 know but you don't know it's true show me your way that i may know you so until you know the ways by which someone operates his real where he is but you see I may be next to you in the traffic you will know it's me because when you turn your head you wouldn't even see me so until you know God's ways the way he does things you don't really know him now when you look into the sky you see stars which no human being can ever get to even if you live a thousand years you need 80,000 years to get to the nearest star flying at a speed that no human being has ever flown at 55,000 miles per hour how did all these things get there where is God who is God You, you can look we don't know God huh it's beyond our comprehension isn't it now verse 14 and he said my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest now the word presence is from the word present when I mention your name and you are present you say present or absent and so if I say Sam you say present John present Kofi present so each time you say present it means your presence is there when you are present so when we say John, instead of saying present, you might as well say my presence is here. Do you understand? Present or my presence is here. 
Or is it not in English? Is what I'm saying in English? Present means my presence is here. Unless I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, you can help me. So he says, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. So when God is present, you experience rest. I will give thee rest. You don't have to fight about many things. His presence will give you rest. Then in verse 15, and he said unto him, this is Moses and God, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. In other words, if you are not present, we don't want to have the meeting. So, you'll notice that when certain people are not present, it's like, Maybe we should have waited for the person to come. Because their presence means a lot. As far as the meeting is concerned. Are you with me? Verse 16. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? You see, you going is the same as your presence going. So when the presence of God is there, it means he himself is present, which is different from being anointed. You may be anointed, but he himself is not there. Because his presence is a gift. Uh, Sorry, his anointing is a gift. Which he gives you to make you powerful to do things. But it doesn't mean he himself is there. Because he himself may not be there. Why why would he why could how could he be present? How could he not be present and his anointing is present? Because his anointing is his gift for you to work. So when God calls you, he gives you a gift or a spice in the oil to be able to do some job. Now, if you don't love God and obey him, John 16, 21. He that has my commandment and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved up by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Manifest myself to him. So, when you keep the commandments of God, he comes to manifest himself to you. And that is him himself, his himself, 
his presence, the person. Are you there? Now, I could give you a gift and you go away. It doesn't mean I'm with you. If I give you 100 CDs and you go home, I'm not with you. One day I was at an airport and um, the, the crusade, well, I think we were from a crusade somewhere. And the team was breaking up, half were going here, some were going somewhere else. And I had some money that I decided to give to some of the people. So I gave them, those who were not going with me, I gave them money. I said, go, buy something nice. Now the one or the one or ones that were with me, I said, my presence will go with you. I've given them my gift. But I am going with you myself. That's different. They had my gift. But this other one had my presence. Wow. And my presence was far more powerful than my gift. Because my presence yielded far more money than the gift that I gave to those people. So you can either have God's presence or you can have his gift or you can have both. Are you still here or you are leaving? Present or absent? Your presence is here. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Then he said, this is Moses again, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. You see, the presence of God is the person of God and is the glory of God as well. If somebody is nice, you know when the person is nice when you are close to the person. Everybody is looking nice in church. But you've all put on your Sunday best. Your best face. Your best looks. Your best attitude. Some of the most cheerful looking people are the most depressive people you can ever meet. The smile you see is a church smile. It's not found in the house. I want to urge you to believe the things that I I preach. Don't think that I'm speaking out of anger or out of uh, frustration. I'm preaching the word. 
show me thy glory. So when you know somebody, when he's present, you see his glory. His real beauty. The beauty of a person is found when you are close. Then he says, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. You see, this is the beauty, the goodness. So when you are experiencing the presence of God, you are experiencing his glory, his person, his beauty, his good, nice attributes. Those are the things you experience. Now somebody said about Kenneth Hagin. He said, he, he worked um, personally close with Kenneth Hagin. He said, I didn't learn faith. I learned love. If you care to watch the funeral of Kenneth Hagin, most of the testimonies were testimonies of people that were close. They only allowed close people to speak at the funeral. And most of them said, love. Now, there are some people, if the people close to you are to speak about you, you'd be surprised. That's you. That's the real you. Because fine protocol makes you dress nicely and speak nicely. Actually, people who are very nice in church and in public, beware of them. Like they are very, oh, that's a very nice sister. She's always asking, how are the children? How, how is the weather? How is, such people, be careful of them. Often it's a compensation for the bad behavior. Are you there? So now God is about to show his glory. And he's showing his goodness. Then he says, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Now, another thing you find when you come close and you experience a person is his real name. Yeah. Some of you have all kinds of names. Gwendolyn and so on. But in the house, you are Ephia or you are Afi or you are Ajo or something like that. Gwendolyn. <laughs> yes. I know somebody whose name in his passport is Baltazar. Baltazar. See, but that is it, it, it is when you come close You never hear the word Baltazar Or Gwendolyn You hear other names You hear pain Kakra Afi Ifia Mami And the closer you get to God, 
You start to know his other names. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Chitkenu. El Shaddai. No, no, no. God has a name of breasts. Like God's nickname is breasts. Breasty. Hey. But God has breasts all over. The Lord that he healed thee. All these are only when you get personal. There are some of, some of us have even names you don't want people to know. That you have such a name. And were you to re- reveal the name, it may reveal something about you. And sometimes you are embarrassed when you meet somebody who knows you by that name and comes to mention the name around. And you say, please, please, I beg you, please. I'm a pastor now, eh? We are, we are talking about getting to the presence of God and the person of God. We are seeing, we are getting his name, his glory, his attributes. As you get closer and you know him as a person, this is what you discover. Then he says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. That's how you find, that's, you, just find you just find out that God is gracious. God is gracious. God is gracious. Is that a song like that? Yes. Yes. And you find out that there is something about God that you cannot take away from him. He says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious to. He says, I'm gracious to all. So I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. The power to choose people. You can't take it away from God. And where there is good leadership, you can never take away the power to choose. I can't imagine being in a political appointment. And I have to choose a council of state to advise me. And people will be lobbying that this person should be brought to advice. Whom I don't know. But because he is an Ashanti or an Ewe. Or I have to get a balance from the Brongahafo region. And I have to choose people that are imposed on me. How can I rule well? I can't imagine it. 
that God says that he will be gracious to whom he will be gracious. God has been gracious to me to allow me to be here. You see, many people have started churches that couldn't grow. Many. Many people have started trying to be in ministry, but could not survive or sustain themselves. But I've been in ministry since 19, uh, 1991, by the 1st of January. And not only have I been able to sustain myself in full-time ministry, but I have so many people, professionals, lawyers, doctors, pastors, apostles, bishops, in many countries who are all working and are being sustained. God has been gracious. One time I drove by Mamprobi and I saw a, a church whose name also has light in it. Something light. Not sunlight, but a light of some sort. And the church was made of wawa boards. If you've seen one overlap like that, yeah, with a window. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, you'd have been here. You'd have been here. Because we were also in Manprobi. Even healing Jesus could say that today is in Zambia, Mozambique, and all those it started in AME Zion, Mamprobi. It was our first attempt to have a crusade. It's in a tent in AME Zion, Mamprobi. So when he says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, you can never take that from God. God is not a politician, He doesn't need votes. Say that, oh, we must have one away to balance the ethnic equation of men of God in Ghana. One away, one Northerner Reverend Eastwood, one Ashanti from here, one Ghan, one um, half caste. I don't even, I've never thought of the, where the pastors come from. I don't know where they come from. Where is Duncan Williams from? Is it a gun? You can't really tell where Dot is Duncan Williams. Huh? Sounds gun. Yeah. God doesn't need all this ethnic balance. He's going to either bless you and he's going to choose you or not. Amen. Amen. Are you still around or you are leaving? Are you enjoying talking about the presence of God? If you don't want to talk about the presence of God, you shouldn't have come. There's films on television tonight. And he says, I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Hallelujah. 
So God also forgives. Now, why do you say God forgives? Because basically, his main relationship with us is forgiveness. I mean, that's the main relationship God can maintain with us. is basically forgiveness. What do you have to give to God? The main thing God has to relate with you is basically to be forgiving you almost, almost a daily basis. Receive forgiveness in Jesus' name. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, you see, my beauty passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts. But my face shall not be seen. Is it fantastic? So, the presence of God is different. And I, I keep on bringing up the presence of God differentiated from the anointing because you do need the presence of God in your life apart from the gifts that he has for you. Amen. And so God's presence is going to go with you all through your life, wherever you are going. Amen. Now, John 14, verse 23. How to ensure the presence of God. Jesus answered and said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. So you must keep the words of God, and God will love you. And then we will come to him, and make our abode with him. So if you want the presence of God to be with you all the time, you need to keep his words. And once you obey, you you stimulate love. You stimulate love. And when you stimulate love, you stimulate something beautiful. And once God loves you, He starts to crawl towards you. He starts to move towards you and positions himself next to you somewhere. And wherever you go, his presence is with you. You don't have to be an anointed prophet to have the presence of God. You know, there are many prophets who are God is not with them. They may have a gift. But the presence is not there. He's not with them. Yeah. So there are many people, they don't obey God anymore. But they they are still gifted. Because the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God doesn't remove his gifts. So he doesn't take away his gifts. 
So you, you'll be with the gift. Like those people I gave the money to. They went away with, with, the, with my gifts. But my presence was with somebody else. And the person who had my presence enjoyed more than a hundred times more than the person who had the gift and was moving around thinking that they were blessed. So we are blessed, we are blessed, we are blessed. You don't even know what you are missing when you miss the presence. But from today I declare you have his presence with you all the time. Second Samuel 16 and verse 19. A beautiful scripture. Now, because as we get into the spice of the prophet again today, I want you to remember Second Samuel 16, verse 19. He says, and again, whom should I serve? Should I not serve in the presence of his son? As I have served in thy father's presence, so will I be in thy presence. You see, this was um, um, Hushai. And he was saying, I served in your father's presence. And as I served and I was there in his presence, I will be in your presence. So every servant, whether it's an apostle, a prophet, or an apostle, a pastor, a minister, can serve in the presence or with the presence or outside the presence. This is the point I've been trying to make. Yes. You'll be serving, you'll be operating as a pastor, but yeah. without the presence. Even in our small way, you know, as pastors in the church, you send people away, go on a mission, and they disconnect. They think, I have the Macarios, I have this, I have this, I have all this, and they are disconnected. They have the gifts. And they disconnect from your continual presence and participation. In their lives. Yes. And most of those people don't do well. If you see any of our missionaries who is doing well, you can see pictures. I can assure you one thing. He's always in touch. Somehow, some way, he's able to force his way through to maintain your presence and involvement in their lives. And it's up to you. So he says, in 2 Samuel 16 verse 19, he says, should I not serve in the presence of his son? So you can serve, all right, but not in the presence. (laughs) Different ways of serving. And it's your choice to serve in his presence. So if God is anointing you to be an apostle or a prophet or a teacher, You can be a teacher who is operating in the presence or outside the presence. There are some people who work in in my presence. I have ranges of people who work from far, nearer, 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 nearer. There are some people who work in my presence all the time. And there are some people who are not in my presence ever. Even small me. (laughs) 
They may have a position. Head of, director of internal supernatural controls. But I'm not there. Even small me. In my small world, I may not be in that thing that you are doing. So you need his presence to participate with you and in you. That's the difficult part. Now, if you care to read Rejoiner's book on the torch and the sword, the Lord gave him a torch and he felt the torch. It was very light. The Lord was walking with him. And the Lord said to him, the torch you are holding is not light. It's because I'm with you. He said, when you walk a little far from me, you see how heavy to become. And then the further I go, the heavier it will be and you will not be able to carry it anymore. And you put it down. So what happens is that you are not able to carry his torch and his gift easily and properly without his presence being with you. So you can serve outside his presence, but everything changes. Are you, are you with me? Yes. So now turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we'll be done in a few minutes. This is a beautiful Bible lesson. And you are learning something new every day. Prophetically, you are going to be more equipped. Amen. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Alright? Now, verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit. That's the word phanerosis. Is given to every man. Alright? And then, to verse 8. To one is given the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. And to another, in verse 10, working of miracles. To another, discerning of spirits. Alright? Now, word of knowledge. When you speak about the prophetic spies... You are basically talking about seeing and knowing. Everybody says seeing and knowing. Amen. Now, a real prophet is somebody who sees and knows. Seeing and knowing is perhaps the main thing to do with a prophet seeing and knowing that is why it's very important to carefully listen now never reduce the ministry of the prophet or the prophetic spies to saying what your car number is 
or telling you that your mother-in-law in the village is the main cause of all your problems. You can't reduce a prophet to such a very basic doing of tricks. Doing tricks is not the same as being a prophet. Moses was a great prophet. All the laws, even which are used in the laws of, what do you call it? In the laws of um, England. Are from the laws of Moses. The books of Moses. Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and so on. Saying your car number or what underwear you are wearing, colors and so on, is quite a basic. What are the colors? You could be wearing brown, red, blue, white. It's not so many. It's right beef. Red, orange, yellow, green. There are only seven, poly, seven colors. And violet. <laughs> Isaiah was a great prophet. He wasn't telling people's car numbers and all this. I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. No, don't. I'm not making fun of it. But I'm saying that, look, it's more than that. Far more than that. Don't bring it down to just that. That's not what a prophet. Basically, knowing things and seeing. Knowing. That's a prophet. Alright, so beautifully, the Bible teaches that you must desire the best gifts. So, even though it's supernatural, you can desire it. That's a nice part of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't even bother to preach about it. How can, why should I tell you something you can never have? Alright? And you need to develop the art of, I wouldn't say it's an art, but the ability to see and to know. Because you know. In many of the wonderful miracles that. God does. With human beings. He rarely. Seems to set aside. Nature. And natural steps. Like if he wants you to get a beloved. You find that he would probably not expect you to not brush your teeth and come to church without doing your hair, brushing your teeth, or bathing. So, when we pray for you, you are expected to use the two loaves and five fishes to generate the rest. Do you get it? Yeah. The miracle takes over when you've used the two loaves and the fish. Then it starts to be miraculous. After you've used. Because the brain is so miraculous. What God has given is so fantastic. So where you set it completely aside. When God told Abraham, I'll give you a child a year from now. 
Do you think that Abraham, Abraham was not married to receive a pregnancy by the Holy Ghost? It is only Mary who had that miracle. But Abraham went to see old lady Sarah and said, listen, I know you are on retirement, but you have to return from retirement now. And come back to life. What do you think? Yes. And he had to start work at the age of 99. So God does expect you to convert the best gifts and work towards having, knowing and seeing as much as you can. And then when you get to the frontier, the border of knowing and seeing, all possible knowing and seeing, then the miraculous takes over and you start to begin to know and to see many things that you didn't know or see before. Are you with me? I'm trying to help you to become a prophet. Are you getting the revelation? I'm trying to I'm trying to help you to become a prophet and show you how. So seeing and knowing, knowing things and seeing things is the prophetic work, the prophetic spice. And this is necessary to build churches and to do the work of God because, why? Because the foundation of the church is built on the foundation of apostles and prophets. There are two power, power strokes. Seeing and knowing. Seeing and knowing. It's not about seeing. I don't need to stand up. I don't need to be in his room in a vision to know what he's doing there. I can know many ways what he's doing in his room. I will show you four master keys to seeing and knowing. (laughs) I don't need to come to your room. (laughs) And I can know In these ways, using the loaves and the fishes. And when I get to the end of the last fish, that's when the supernatural fishes are going to start multiplying in my hands. Yeah. Never think and never reduce a prophet to Working of little tricks. Yes. One day I, 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 I heard a very sad story. Of um, a man who gave his life to Christ. And said he gave a testimony. That he was very sad. That he, would, he doesn't even know how he got saved. Because he wouldn't have given his life to Jesus. Because he doesn't believe in men of God. And that he has been hired many times as a cripple to come on stage. He has been hired. 
many times as a cripple to come and act that he is healed. Yes. Yes. To come and say he was sick and now he is well. And that he doesn't believe in men of God because of these tricks that he has been paid many times. Right here in Ghana. So, many things you find out that it's best for us to look towards the Bible and see more. Let's be closer to what's in the Bible. Closer and closer. We'll be blessed. Now, there are four master keys to being a prophet. Like I said, I don't need, stand up. I don't need to be in her room to know what she's been doing. Joel, stand up. Sit down. I don't need to be in your car to know what you have been up to. Long before the supernatural magic sets in, there are three, the fourth, before you get to the fourth, before we get into all this. And I'm going to show you. Master key number one. And then we are done for the night. Master key. Number one, events. Sit down. Events. Seeing and knowing by events. Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse nine. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It has already been of old time. Which was before us. The first master key is events. Whatever has happened in the past is what shall happen.
every great prophet is often a student of history. When I say history, I don't mean the one you are learning dates. Watching events carefully will make you a master prophet. You see, I'm talking about these are the two loaves and the five fishes. Because the 5,000 who were fed were fed with two loaves and five fishes plus the supernatural loaves and five fishes. Yes, the first five ate the physical fishes. And the first two ate the two physical loaves. I think they divided into five. (laughs) At least five of them had the normal ones. Before the supernatural takes over. What is going to happen to the NPP government that have come? Look, before you even get a vision, eh? before you even have a vision to tell me that you are having a vision of what is going to happen to the NPP government, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Tells us that that which has been is that which shall be. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It has already been of old time. Before you, you say, you, you see, that's what I say. When people speak of visions, you see, when you read the Bible, you would think that there are visions every day. Even in Jesus' ministry, it was only when he was transfigured that he saw Moses and the whole, his, whole, his whole three and a half years of ministry. You never hear of any vision that Jesus had. Where you see people, every little thing, so I've got a vision this, I've got a vision that. Bible says in the multitude of dreams, there's vanity. Usually you see there's something useless there. Even Peter was not given a vision of Jesus alive. It was Mary Magdalene who was given that vision. Then he came later to the last supper. Uh, to the supper. Oh, the one they were eating. Once, twice. And that was it. That which has been. That which shall be. <laughs> when Kwame Nkrumah was president... He was so confident. He donated money to where where did he donate to? Guinea. About two million dollars or whatever. Yeah, you you are all historians. He 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 was I, I was watching a documentary on GTV about our history. And he said it was it was one of the things he was disconnected from the realities. That was going on on the ground. To the extent that you can make such a donation. When there was crisis, financial crisis, a lot of difficulty. It was like, oh, things are going well. Things are going well. Here's two million. We have, can help Africa take two million. But it was not the case. And he was so confident that he went on a trip to Hanoi. So, 
Bye-bye, Ghana. I'll be back. I'm going there and I'll come back. I'm secure. You should have seen a picture. If you go to the museum, you see six generals standing behind him taking a picture, including General Kotoka. He was completely disconnected. If you look at, you see, I'm saying that before you even claim you've had a vision, you see, events of history in real time, even in your own lifetime, can show you what's going to happen. When NDC was in power before President Kufo came, they were confident. Confident. 2000. Blind. Confident. I was, I was awake and I was watching the results. <laughs> they were sitting on TV as they were falling out of power. MP after MP. MP after MP. And they were surprised. President Kufo was in. And they were out. Simple. And then MPP was there for eight years. Very confident. Very confident. Blind to the realities on the ground. Same, same as in Krumah. Same as all of them. Eh? <laughs> same, same. And they were shocked after eight years of President Kufo. They were out. And here comes Mills who was going from Dansoman. We, we used to meet him at Dansoman doing door to door. Yes, Dansoman. He was doing door to door elections. He met my wife once, Dansoman. And he asked, Would you vote for me? Yes. Humility. And then they came into power. But what will happen? You see, I'm saying that you don't need to much be a prophet. That you, this is prophecy. This is the scripture. It says, that which has been is that which shall be. Yes. Then this NDC was in power. Very confident. Because the last election, they won all the regions there. Eh? All the regions. They said Ghana was good. The economy was good. When they speak, very proud, very confident. Money, the billboards, pictures. I mean, everywhere there was no, everybody in the country, we, we think it was like a one party state. It's like no other government can ever come till Jesus comes. <laughs> I was in Zimbabwe I was watching I had a crusade one town I was, I was watching I said what's happening after the crusade I can't say what Charlie what's happening what's happening in Ghana 
and they were giving up. It was just like 2,000. So this one has lost. This one has lost. This one has lost. But I said, I said, that's it. They are out. Finish. They were confident and blind. Blind. When you ask them, you go, it's very good. The country is really, I mean, this has been done. This has been done. This has been done. This has been done. We have made Dubai. We have done this. We have done this. We have done this. So many things. Hey! And they lost by more than one million votes. An election in Ghana that can be won by 20,000 votes. They won by more than one million. And it was as though World Cup has been won. Ghana has won World Cup when the people came out to rejoice. It was like World Cup. That's what I was told. Now what will happen to these people too? They will sit in the corner up there. They will not know what is happening. Yes. You say uh, a, a soldier has been killed. Come here, you come. I can produce for you widows. Widows. Where's your father? My father is in the ground. No, what what happened to him? It's not funny. It's his father. What happened to him? Daddy, um, he was coming back from work from Sefi. And then as he was coming, he was on a VIP bus. And then Amrobes stopped the bus with a barrier, got onto the bus, and then they shot him on the side, and he died. He fell into the bus? He fell on the bus, in the walkway entrance to the bus. He just fell there, and he died. That's his And I can produce widows. Mrs. Whatever died, killed in, uh, her husband was killed in front of her in Jordan. I can, another one killed at Bawe, another one killed at Kumas. I can show you more. And you sit there and say only one person has been lynched. More people. More. 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 But up there. Only politics. We are playing politics with people that are dead. This is it. I can show them to you. I'll introduce them to you. And you sit in your blindness. And as it goes on, the blindness increases. The corruption Connections, same. And what will happen? Another. And you want to know what will happen again? I won't say what will happen because when I say what will happen, you will know that it will happen. Because I can tell you, but I won't say that one. It's also part of Ecclesiastes. Yes. What will happen to the church? What will happen to our church? It's not difficult to see. Go and look at Church of Pentecost. Go and look at Presby. Go and look at Methodist. What will happen to our church in the future? How will it be like? You just... You don't need a vision like I've seen a television vision. You see, so before God expects you to, clo- to hear a word, that says the Lord, thou shalt cross the road at 8.17 p.m. 30 seconds past 8.17. You are a stupid fool. 
just open your eyes and look left, look right, and then you cross the road. Don't look at the time. 817, that says the Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm going. One, two. An omnibus will come and knock you down. And you say that uh, God is, uh, God uh, didn't hear well or whatever. He's expecting you to use your eyes. He's expecting you to use your common sense. Because the, the eyes and whatever, they are all miracles. The eyes are great miracles. You know, there's no camera that can take. You see, when I stand here, I see all here. All cameras cannot take. If you want to get the view of the whole church, I need to take about 15 different pictures and join them together. No angle, no lens, camera lens can mimic the eye. The eye is so wide, so broad. So that's why sometimes you'll be at a program or a crusade. Ah, there were so many people. When you look at the picture, it's not like what you saw with your eyes. So the eye itself is a miracle. It's a supernatural thing that is working. And you decided to shut it down. And cross the road. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 and verse 10 can tell us a lot. And not only is it telling us what's going to happen, but it's telling us what wants to happen. Which sometimes can be prevented. What wants to happen, but it can be prevented. It wants to come. It wants to happen. What wants to happen is what has happened. It's trying to come. What's going to happen to Malcolm? Easy. What happened to UTC? What happened to Glamour? What happened to Kingsway? That's what was going to happen to Malcolm. (laughs) GNTC. It wants to happen. Master key number two. People. People. The first one is events. Seeing and knowing by events. Number two, seeing and knowing by people. Second Corinthians chapter three. Verse one. Do we begin to commend ourselves hmm? to you? Hmm. Or do we need epistles of commendation or letters of recommendation from from you? Hmm? Verse 2. You are our epistle. You are a letter written in our hearts. Known and read of all men. Verse 3. 
For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Verse 4. And such trust have we through Christ to God. What? Go back to verse 3. Can you change the version so that I don't have to explain too much? Change the version, please. Wow. You are our letter. So you, a person, is a letter. Huh? Or a person is a text. So stand up. You are a text message. You, Justin, are a letter. You are another letter. You are a 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 letter. Don't be a letter. You are a letter. You are a letter. Crazy your thing is a letter. Written by the Holy Spirit to all singers. Oh, yeah. It's a letter. People are the next message. Before you ever even have some dream or vision. Brother, the letter is written right on a letter. There's a letter in front of you. Signed by the Holy Ghost. Signed Holy Ghost. Either is a letter written by God to all of us. She's doing the work that Bishop Saki used to do. Introducing me to preach and coming on after I preach. It's a message to you and to everybody. A little girl is doing it. Think deeply. You don't want to think. eh? You don't want to think what it means. Me, I'm a letter to you. See, being manifested that you are a letter, put it up here. You are a, a letter of Christ cared for by us. Written not with ink. The letter has not been written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, no. That time they didn't have paper, but on tablets of our human heart. So God has written into your heart or he has put a message in your heart. And the message he has put in your heart is a person. So there are people, maybe all of you standing are confusing. It's all of you except Kwesi. Yes. He's a, he's a star. He's like a kind of known star in Ghana. So it's, it's, a, it's a message. If you think about him, you analyze him in your life, in your thoughts, in your heart, you get so many messages from God to you. Who says you are a singer too? You get guidance from the spirit, but it will be in your heart. Either is a message. It's a message. Stand up. She's a message too, to you. Who says you are a singer? It's a message to you. So many people are messages from God. Look, Matthew 12, 39. Matthew 12, 39. It says, no other sign or message will be given except the sign of this man, prophet Jonas. So, Jonah is a message. If you think about him, you will see a message from God. This man of God. Most men of God are messages. Our pastor in Geneva, 
first, one of the first pastors we had since the church began, from the very beginning, just died. Put his picture up if you have it. Put his picture up here. And it's a message. Yes, it's a message. Yeah. That's him. Beautiful. It's a message. Yes. He's traveled. He's preached. He never collected money from the church. He gave thousands of dollars to the church, to the ministry. Huh? He fought orangus. He's fought a series of orangus. It's a message. Everybody in front of you is a message. Archbishop Duncan Williams, it's been a message to me. So many things about him is instructions for me, just by him being there. Sit down. Before you start saying you are looking at spiritus. Spirit is so, I need a word from the Lord. The word is in front of you. Say, so you need a word from the Lord. Huh? Right before your eyes. Right before your eyes. Right before your eyes. I mean, I don't want to go into politics, but you know, all the politicians are mess- messengers. Messages. They're all messages. And when God impresses it in your heart, always think a lot and ask God what he wants. One time I was in a certain country and I was with Benny Hinn. When I, when I finished and I came back to my hotel, I spent about three hours writing notes on what I felt God was speaking to me. From my interaction, because we were there till like 2 a.m. He was talking, he was just talking. And we had had a service and so many things. I had to write it, I had to write, because like God was impressing on me and speaking to me and telling me things. And you, you, you see things, God is speaking to you, but you don't see, you don't see. To be a prophet is seeing and knowing. Seeing and knowing. Seeing and knowing. And I've shown you already two master keys to knowing things and seeing things. Way ahead. Way before. I don't need to come to your room. When I meet one brother and I do counseling and I see one or two people, I know it's a message. I don't need more. Huh? I don't need more. I know enough. I don't want anybody to know. We know already. <laughs> The funniest people are those who think they are keeping secrets. 
and everybody knows your secret already. One day I met a brother and I told him, I said, be careful of the girls in the church. They will like you. He said, oh, no, no, no. They will not like me. They are all far older. And I said, look, we have what we call agelessness as when it comes to girls and boys. Oh, yes. Ageless. The age doesn't mean anything. Even maybe your mother's age, you'll be surprised. If you propose now, she'll say, yes, I'm the most beautiful. I'm the most beautiful in the system. God himself has elevated me. God has chosen me among all the beautiful girls. He has chosen me as a grandmother to be on the throne. You'll be surprised. Lord, let thy will be done. The handmaiden of the Lord. Because you know. You know, one, one day I was, uh, I think, in Collegon or then. I was preaching and my heart was moved to pray for people to marry. So I said, All those who want to be married, only sisters, come to the front. All sisters. So you know how I walk? Like I, I turned this way and I was walking. And I turned this way and I was walking. And I turned this way and I was walking. So like I didn't really look at the people that were coming forward. Do you understand? Then I turned around like this. And I saw the people. I almost fell down. Mothers. Aunties. Grandmothers. Hey! I mean they had even displaced the younger ones. The younger ones were at the back. It's called agelessness. There's no age. It was a message to me. Yes. They want to marry. No matter what. No matter what. I don't need a prophetic word to see the girls and say, this one is a bad one, this one is a bad one. Based on that altar call from that day till today. It was a letter deep in my heart that there is no woman who doesn't want to marry, no matter the age, whether she can have a child or not. Always, it is in my heart. They want to marry, and I always pray for for them for that. Oh yes, it has never left me. You don't need the. I have a vision about you. I've seen something. You have already had one letter, which is one person. That's all. Seeing and knowing. One day a sister came to see me. I will not tell you what she came to say, but she came to say, Bishop, I can't keep it anymore in my heart. It's something that is burning on my soul. I feel I have to share it with you. <laughs> By the time she finished talking, a message was ingrained deep in my heart about the wickedness 
of people, especially certain types of girls. Yes. And I knew she was there to destroy somebody. She was not there to say, I can't my heart. My soul, my soul is, uh, my soul is uh, overwhelmed. <laughs> overwhelmed indeed. <laughs> they didn't marry you, now it's paining you. You are now coming to say things. To come and spoil somebody. Why didn't you say all this time? You are now coming to say, it was written deep in my heart. I said, these people, watch them. Very dangerous. A letter. Must never forget. Wicked. So events, based on Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 and 10, and based on 2 Corinthians 3, or even the prophet Jonah, it's a message. Every man of God is a, is a message. One time, a man of God was found dead in a hotel. He was lying on his face in a hotel room. But that very day, I was, I was playing golf with uh, Bishop Richard, I believe. And, um, but I, I think I, talk, I was talking with him about that man of God. I don't know what happened, but we were just chatting as we were walking and talking. And um, then... When I got to my family, he just died. He just died around the time we were talking. So I became very interested in this man. I studied how he died, what happened. I went into his life, his marriage, the church, how he started. So many things. And God began to speak and show me many things. I watched his wife giving interviews to herself. Wow. It was a deep message to my soul. God was speaking to me. I don't need a vision to go to heaven and see something. It's happening there and God is writing it deep in my heart. And telling me what I need to know. My friend, God is showing you things every day. And you see, when you don't wake up to this prophetic spice. You say you'll be wanting visions and dreams. You have turned off your coconut. And you have turned off your heart and your soul. Expecting to have visions every day. You are joking. Don't listen to these people who say, God speaks to me. When I have to turn left, he says left. Then right. Then says right. Straight for 300 meters. Is God there? What is the name of that machine? Tom Tom. Is God a Tom Tom? It's possible. I don't dispute it. But be careful. Are you still there or you are leaving? I told you today was short. Number three. Teachers. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 3. Now for a long season Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. Teaching priests and teachers. Verse 4. But when they in their trouble 
did turn to the Lord, God of Israel, and sought him, he was found of them. Verse 5. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the country. No peace. Because there was no teaching priest. There was no peace. Now you see, you have peace. And you begin to know more things when you have a teaching priest. Oh yes. A teaching priest. The economics which I teach and when I say economics which I teach <laughs> eh, is the most basic economics but far superior to the economics which is being taught. My economics is simple. Don't borrow. It's the only economics I know. All the rest of my... and they couldn't get science too. Don't forget. <laughs> There was no peace. There was no peace. So you see, with the absence of the teaching priest and the teacher, there's no peace. So the word that the prophet would have brought, you see, through the teachings, you begin to rise and to know things. And the more you know and the more you see, you have peace and confidence and stability. There's light. Knowledge is called light throughout the Bible. I can give you hundred scriptures to prove to you. Thy word is a light for my path. Light. So when a teaching priest comes, he's bringing light. Light. Just like how they said, Daniel in him was found light and understanding. Light. So as you listen to the word of God, you see light is coming into your life. Light. Light. That's how the podcast changes your life so much. Light comes into your life. There was no teaching priest. I don't need a prophet. A a, a prophetic revelation when I can have the teaching priest bringing light to my life. Light. 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 That's the light. Daniel was a man in whom was found light and understanding and wisdom, even like to the wisdom of the gods. Daniel chapter 5. Light was found in him. Light. Understanding was found in him. The prophet. The teaching priest brings the light of the word of God. And out of the darkness, you now can see the way. Yes. There are many words that are prophecies. If the government or whoever it is, whatever, would listen, they may benefit greatly. But people don't want to listen. (laughs) Light. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yes. So God is going to bring a lot of light. You see, when the eunuch was going by the wayside, (laughs) Philip was brought there. And Philip said, 
in Acts 8. He said, understandest thou what thou readest? Do you know what you are reading? Most of the things we read, we can't understand. Even my books that I preach, it's when I preach that people understand. When I hold my book and I start to preach, it, it suddenly becomes a book that you can understand. Yes. So, Philip said, do you, do you understand? And the man said, how can I understand unless somebody should guide me so when you start having a teaching priest and he starts guiding you, it's as though you are having revelations from heaven every day guiding you. Guiding you. Telling you what is coming. Yes. You know, a man who was like a letter written to me was my father-in-law. When I, when I met him, my, my wife's father. When my wife tell me all stories all the time. Every day I hear stories. Every day. And she told me the stories of how her father owed nobody. Yeah. I began to admire. He became a message to me. She told me, my father would say, don't follow these people with their cars. They are all loans. They are all loans. Don't be impressed. It was a letter to me. And I saw him building until he died. He was building. And I said, it's a message. I, I follow it. I'm building every day. Churches. Ah, you cannot find me not building. There's no rest in building. What else do you want? Uh, you are waiting for a message from the Lord. That said the Lord, uh, my son, my son, rise up and build. Arrest the person who said that. Find the person who is bringing that. What do you call it? And the last prophetic key. Knowing is called revelation. Revelation. One is events. Two people. Three Teachers and four revelation. Galatians chapter one. But I certify to you, brethren, verse 11, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of men, neither was taught it. This one is not a teaching, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, in these last days, Jesus will appear to people and teach you certain things. This one, ha, huh, it will be beautiful. How many are expecting Jesus to appear to you? He says, I wasn't taught, is it at least to emphasize what it means that there were no teachings, no guide, no teacher by the revelation of Jesus. So Paul had personal revelations by Jesus. And that is what Kenneth Hagin also had. That's why I believe he's probably one of the greatest prophets ever. Because Jesus appeared to him personally and taught him about demons. It's a, it's a book to read. Kenneth Hagin books. Very good books. 
If you ever get a chance to read the Kenneth Hagin book, especially I Believe in Visions or books about demons, if you have the time, if you read it, you'll be blessed. Oh, yes. Revelation. Jesus appeared to him. Started, I want to teach you about how demons affect people. Come, look at this man. Then he taught teach him. Two hours. Huh? This is not about a man teaching you anything. It was, it's not a teaching priest. It's just a download directly from heaven. Wow. Now, I wish I have that. If I have it, you never hear the end of it. Never. You don't hear the end of it till I die. But before I have that, I've met several orangus. And these orangus were under the people who were messaged to me. Yes. All my books are based on real people. You know, one day I was preaching. There was a great man of God, a bishop from America. He was sitting there. And he said, oh, I was preaching on loyalty. He said, everything you were teaching and every example you gave, I know somebody in my church just like that. <laughs> I tell you, he said, I know. I mean, each example you gave and everything you were saying, I could see exactly somebody in my church just like that. Yeah. So it's like, I haven't had Jesus appear to me and teach me this thing, but the people that I've encountered, people that have turned against me, insulted me, said that they were all messages from God to me. Deep in my heart. There's one guy, he left, when he left the church, I was sick for two weeks. Yes, I mean, I couldn't imagine that somebody would behave like this. And for two weeks, I was, I was in bed. It was a message for me. A message that not easily goes away. Strong. That's why when I teach it's strong. It's not, I mean, it's a message. It's a revelation. God wrote it deep in my heart. Yes. It doesn't go away. It doesn't just go. Because it's deep messages. And I didn't neglect it. Two weeks I was in bed. And I always used to say, you know, when you have a dream. Something is chasing you or something. But you always wake up just before the final moment. And I was saying that, look, if I had even had a dream, I wouldn't have, the dream wouldn't have gone this way. You know, sometimes you can guide your dream, Charlie. You are going to die, so come out of the river. You know, something like that. But it's like this one, I couldn't guide it. Hey! So, I see you Moving into seeing and knowing. Everybody say seeing and knowing. Stand to your feet. Seeing and knowing. Lift your hands and receive revelation. One day Jesus will appear to you. And speak to you. Teach you wonderful things out of his word father we praise your holy name today we give you thanks we give you praise we give you glory we honor you jesus we thank you oh yes hallelujah 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 
Glory to your holy name, Lord. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus. Mando Sunday Baranan Lambon Denjebendaza Mandalaba. Ramba Valadra Bashana. Seeing and knowing shall increase in the last day. Seeing and knowing shall increase in the last day. Seeing and knowing shall increase. Seeing and knowing shall increase. Thanks. 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 We praise you, O Lord. We are grateful. Hallelujah. How many desire the prophetic spice in your life? Beautiful. God is going to give it to you. You are not going to be a blind dog. The one who was there before you is a message to you. Yeah? Your mother and her sorrows is a message to you. Your father and his difficulties is a message to you. May that message never leave your heart never leave your soul what you criticize you don't learn from those who have criticized me can't learn from me they can only criticize me but the glory and the beauty of the revelation which I carry they cannot receive it because they speak against me instead of receiving you cannot receive from something you attack lift your hand and receive that prophetic oil Thanks, Jesus, for the gift of God. Thanks, Jesus, for the gift of God. Beautiful. Beautiful. Put your hand on your head. Receive the oil and the unction of the Spirit. May your eyes be opened. May you see. And may you know. From today, I declare events people teachers and revelation will not pass by you without making an impact on you no event no person no friend no colleague of yours will fail to make the impact and give the message that you are supposed to receive Receive the open eyes of a true prophet. May you wake up early in the morning and walk in divine revelation. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. And be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we thank you for the blessedness of your mighty spirit in our lives today. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. 
God richly bless you.